I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. As many wonder, rightfully so, about who will get the vaccine and when, it's important to remember that some serious work behind the scenes is still needed to even get it here to Utah. That's no small task, according to the state's immunizations director, Rich Lakin. The Department of Health has lots of forms that we have to like, coordinate with the CDC to ensure that we meet the requirements as a state. Part of the paperwork was to identify five hospitals that can store and administer the vaccine. Those five are LDS, University of Utah, Intermountain on 53rd South, Utah Valley Regional, and Dixie Regional. He says these locations were chosen because of their storage size and also their ability to keep the vaccine at an appropriate temperature, which, if you're wondering, is pretty cold. Somewhere between uh, minus 80, minus 20 Celsius. He adds that it can be stored for up to six months. Now, in terms of which vaccine will be more available around the Salt Lake area, ultimately it comes down to shipping. The Pfizer vaccine will most likely be used along the Wasatch Front with larger facilities because the Pfizer vaccine comes in a thousand minimum doses. And so um, logistically, it makes it a little bit more difficult to send that out to rural areas. It will then be up to the individual hospitals to administer the vaccine and ultimately their decision if they feel that they need to add staff to assist nurses and doctors in the effort. John Wojcik, KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.